The Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. It's lucky number 13. It's my lucky number, actually. April 13th's my anniversary, bro. It was, but you know, <laughs> my jersey number for most of my baseball career was 13. Nice. Yeah, we got married on Friday the 13th. Most people think we're insane, but it was a good day. Yeah, you were it there. It rained the next day. It yeah. rained the next day. I remember I was there. I know, you're the best man. I got it, dude. All right, so. (laughs) And we're just sitting here, as usual, enjoying our frosty beverages. So what are you drinking this week, my friend? I am enjoying a cool, refreshing Sprite. Boy, I gotta send you some beer. (laughs) I'm a struggling college (laughs) student, my man. Well, I'll send you some. Anyway, uh, I am drinking, thanks to... um, I've been talking beer with Chinook on Twitter lately, and... He said this really cool picture, him enjoying a uh, Eel River Brewing Company Earth Thirst. And uh, I had just had it a few days uh, before at my local pub, and I said, I think I can get it locally. It's a local brew. So I went and got that. So thanks to Chinook for tonight's suggestion. I am enjoying it. It's a double IPA. And by the gods, it's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, very, so, <laughs> very nice. All right. So we have a, a, a massive show, Star Wars wise, this week, don't we? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if you guys knew, but something went on this last weekend. It was, you know, yeah. just a little something. It's a minor event. A minor and, event. Yeah, it was just a minor press release, really, was all it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, we did record two podcasts over the weekend. Just, you know, there were things happening. But, uh, we will probably not have a pop culture section this week. So we are going to do a Star Wars The Old Republic section. A lot happened there. And we're going to do a Star Wars section. So if you're in it just for the pop culture... Um, take the Star Wars as your pop culture for this week. How about that? Yeah, that works. But we'll, we'll be uh, overloaded on pop culture next week. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's get the contact stuff out of the way and our sponsors, and then we'll get to it. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and, of course, Swotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so of course, take the time to give us positive ratings and share us on all the other social medias that you can. Uh, we will have the timestamps in the show if you want to skip slow tour and go right to Star Wars. Again, we probably won't have pop culture this week, but feel free to give us feedback on Twitter, Facebook, or our website, and let us know if we can make any improvements to our show. We are ever-changing. So, as far as uh, as far as sponsors this week, Audible, as usual, we have audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast, and you can get a 30-day free trial, and you can get a credit for a free audiobook. This is all free. Uh, this week, I'm suggesting uh, my favorite fantasy author, uh, R.A. Salvatore. I am several hours into it. It's amazing, as all his books are, especially the audiobooks are phenomenal. It's Vengeance of the Iron Dwarf, and it's the Companions Codex number three. That's yes, a long title. Two before this. That's a long. It's Forgotten Realms. I didn't even put that on there. It's <laughs> technically Forgotten Realms: Vengeance of the Iron Dwarf Companions Codex Number Three. Forgotten Realms, what number? <laughs> it's hard to say anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, in true fantasy fashion, it has a long title, and it's an amazing book. Anything R.I. Salvatore is good. He writes fantasy. He writes sci-fi. 
Um, he's even written a Star Wars book. But yeah, we he wrote the. Uh, I believe he wrote the novelization mm, for uh, uh, Episode uh, One, right? Yes, maybe. But he also killed Chewbacca. Right. Don't bring that up. So, and if you're a Swotor fan and you want to get into audiobooks, we recommend Deceived, Revan, and Annihilation. And if you're more into canon, that coming out next week is the one that I'm going to be getting, which is the new oh, Lords yes. of the Sith. Which, from what I hear, is like a buddy cop comedy with, uh, you know, Vader and the Emperor. <laughs> that is wildly inaccurate, but it does involve <laughs> Vader and the Emperor. I can't imagine it be a buddy cop, but it'd be actually pretty funny. Come on, don't you want to hear the Emperor say, I'm getting too old for this stuff. (laughs) I don't think the Emperor wants to die. I think he wants to be immortal like all Emperors, right? I'm getting too cloned for this stuff. (laughs) That's a little too punny for this. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The last uh, thing we want to mention, you can help the show out, uh, become a patron on Patreon. we are working on the rewards to make them less SWOTOR specific, but if you play SWOTOR and you want to contribute to the show, a dollar an episode gets you a shout out on the show and an Anaheim mount code while supplies last, and two dollars a show will get all of that plus the latest cartel pack. And don't forget, if you go for two dollars a show, let us know your server and your faction, that will help. Yes. Um, so help us out. More content, more cons, more fun. More content. So there we go. Alright, ready? I am ready. All that is out of the way. Let's get to Swotor. So, let's start with community shoutouts. We did. This is the second shoutout. This guy. Anyway, <laughs> I think I think uh, you you just might as well t- tell him how you feel, Marshall. I'll tell him. I dedicate this show to Chinook because not only am I drinking the beer he suggested, but I am riding a, a massively awesome pink mount because of this man. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm glad so, you. I'm glad you added the Lee Awesome to that. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something about that. All right, so uh, as I said, we've been talking beers with Chinook online. Uh, he was so nice uh, to share one of the codes from the event uh, from the Anaheim Cantina, which we'll be talking about soon. So I am all my tunes are, are sporting that new that new mount. Um, so I just want to give him a big shout out and, be, and tell him thanks for being a friend of the show. And hopefully, I know he lives in San Diego, we can meet up during the San Diego Cantina and maybe do some other stuff, geek-wise. I think it'd be fun. Sweet. So, maybe he knows a good brewery down there we can go to, uh, do some beer tasting. He said there's at least five by his house, so I think we'll be okay there. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All right, man. So let's get to our weeks in game so we can uh, bust through this news. You first. Um, well, of course, before the 12 XP announcement, which we're going to get to later, but, uh, I finally got my last... Oh, you ruined it. Just kidding. Go I ahead. got to my last class up to <laughs> 60, so I have no more leveling need be done. Um, uh, at least for now. Um, so all my eight classes are up to 60, which is pretty exciting. Um, I also got my CZ198 reputation up to legend status. Um, which congrats means, on both, my friend. Thank you. And uh, now I'm working on Oricon, which is about halfway to legend status. So that's my next Monday at legend. And uh, and as uh, did you, I got a uh, frilly pink mount, which is actually pretty darn fun uh, to drive. I, like I actually the, like it. I like the uh, the visuals of of being in it and everything. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm digging it. You know, I've only I've only kind of sported on one of my my bounty hunter right now. So uh, you know, I like it. It, mm-hmm. it fits her pink hair. <laughs> Yes, but yeah, it's a it's a cool amount. I'm uh, glad that they're doing these uh, special event uh, rewards. It it rewards those of us that come out to the events, and 
Those who know people will go out to the events. Yeah, man. And the next event is us, San Diego. Yeah, we're going to be going to the next cantina. So if you guys are going to be down at San Diego Comic Con, make sure you meet up with us and uh, we'll have a good time. Yeah, and I'm hoping they it's a different mount, not just a reskin, but we'll see. I mean, either way, I wouldn't mind this mountain purple. Of course you wouldn't. I mean, pink's fine. Pink's fine, but i got to match my purple skin chiss. Oh, you know, when you when you opened up when you got them, did you have a bonus gift inside? Oh, yeah, I did. I had the, the, the dye pack. Well, I had one, one, I've only opened it twice. I've only opened it with two tunes. And I got mm-hmm. a, I got a green with white dye pack, which I put on my, my sniper, which is really cool. I really like the color scheme. Um, but on my other one, it was a, uh, experience boost. You know what they did say in the cantina? Uh, it was going to be random. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious. I haven't opened it up on my six other tunes yet, so we shall see what else I get. Yeah, let's do that between now and next week and share out. That'd be cool. Yeah. See what, see how much is out there. That's cool. Sweet. Yeah, I'd only done it on the one mount. I got the green. Uh, I got the die pack too. So. All right. So this week I did. Let's see. I basically just was leveling my bounty hunter a little bit. I got her to 58. I know I've been slowly doing that, and I figured, oh, double XP. I'll, I'll hit that. And then the cantina happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll get to it in a minute. But there was a 12 XP announcement. I'm not gonna level. I mean, come on. Why double XP when I have 12 XP in a couple weeks? Exactly. So, I, I refuse. I can bear... Here's the deal, buddy. I cannot... I can't level without a boost of any kind. And I discovered that even double XP is not enough for me. You've got issues. Well, look. I don't have as much... I don't have a lot of time. Just don't have a you lot of time. You were about to say that you don't have as much time as I do. <laughs> I don't have as much time as you do. It's true. Should I... Should I just say it? <laughs> I'd respect you more. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, so I don't have as much time as you, man, and uh, I just don't. I'm a, I'm a crazy, I'm running around like a madman all the time. But some things that I do right now are ending, so I'm excited. I'll have a little more free time going forward, and pretty soon the school year will be over, and I will be on summer vacation going to Comic-Cons and crap like that, so I'll be excited. So Sweet. All right, let's, should we jump in the news? News. News time. All right. Couple things that just came out, uh, the last couple days. Um, there was a little bit of an issue with the, as, as we've talked about in a previous show, the way they were doing the mount codes from the event. So the last in Anaheim event, the people attending would get a code, they redeem it, they would get a code they can share with five of their friends. Um, as I said, when Chinook shared that code with me, uh, I couldn't redeem it for a smooth day. Um, it just finally went through what, yesterday was it? Weird. Yeah, I couldn't, it, it, there was a lot of issues. I couldn't redeem it right away. Um, I was getting error codes and, and stuff like that. So there were some issues, um, and there were some issues of people not getting codes. So, um, we'll have a link in the show notes to the thread, but they, those, all of those issues should be solved by now. There was a, there was a little bit of a lag in the, um, pre-reg bonus. So remember everybody who attended were supposed to get a bonus mm-hmm. of some sort? Um, that has not shown up yet. You know, when we were listening to the, to it live, I, I could have swore they said something that would be that it wouldn't come right away. Yeah, um, it basically says the pre-registration slash attendance bonus is still coming. I will make sure the copy is more clear, but that actual bonus comes at a later date. It doesn't happen at the same time as the code redemption itself. It should happen in the next week or two, most likely. Um, I will keep you all updated on timing. And that's Eric Musco coming in and saying that. So, and I guess he said you'll be you'll receive more information on that bonus in your email. Yeah, I could swear that uh, when they mentioned the, the the bonus for the people in the, the audience that uh, that they said it was going to be coming at a later time, anyways. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, instant gratification, dude. You know, people yeah, just no, want there's probably, I mean, it was just excitement of getting something, so people, I'm sure, weren't listening all that intently. Well, as a high school English teacher, people don't listen to the things people say. What? Exactly. So, um, all right, so let's, <laughs> I hate you. All right, let's move on. So, <laughs> uh, let's get to the, uh, Cantina event itself. What do you think? Um, I was rather disappointed in two, two aspects of it. Um, one, it was pretty much a rehash of a Friday, uh, stream that they had done, what, last Mm -hmm. month? There was only a couple of new bits of info. Yeah, that Friday live stream they did, the new live stream. Yeah, the, uh, there was only a couple of new bits of information and we'll get to that. But I was sorely disappointed in the level of question that was selected to be read aloud because you know it wasn't a, a Q&A per se they had people write down questions on cards and then they picked and choose from those and there was very few that had anything to do with anything of relevance yeah and you're not the only one who feels that way and I'm and I'm I try I'm trying to take a positive approach to this but it's hard you know um p- this was the first live stream event this is the first cantina live stream and let's just kind of start at the beginning, and I want to kind of get to overall, like, what I want to... I, I feel the same way on some level. At the same time, I think the major issue that they had, one, with the questions, um, they were, they made it seem like it was random, but I think what they... I, I imagine what they did was pick the ones they would be okay with answering and then randomly pick for them. I don't know. I'm sure they got a lot of questions. Uh, or, but we'll or kind pick of talk the ones that, that they were willing to obfuscate. <laughs> Well, that's, and that's the thing. And they, and there were a lot of non-answers as usual. But if you've ever been to these events, there's always a lot of non-answers. A lot of, some of the other answers that come out of these things is when, you know, people come and they talk to the devs. But again, that's somebody jumping on Twitter. Hey, Eric Musco just said this. And, you know, it's hard to say whether that happened or not. You know, there's a lot of booze involved in these events. So, yes, there is. um, so I, I, I guess what I want to, I want to start with the, um, the Cantina files. No, I don't want to start with that. Let's start with the wristbands. Um, I saw a preview before the event kicked off, before the live stream even started on Twitter. A lot of people were posting, "Oh, I got this wristband," and the it was a black wristband. And it said hashtag Fallen Empire, right? Right, six six fifteen. So you imagine, and this is one of the other um, deals of disappointing things, although it does come out later, um, but. During the entire event, they never referenced the wristbands whatsoever. They never talked about what Fallen Empire was. They never talked about what was coming out six fifteen, right? Yeah, they didn't um, mention that at all. I because uh, I, I remember you sending, you know, forwarding me that that tweet, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then there was absolutely no information given about it. Well, what ended up happening was is in one of the files um, that I guess was corrupted in the beginning and they resent it. But in one of the files of that, um, it was the logo uh, embedded in that was a zip drive or a zip file. And it was that picture of the, um, did you see that picture of that throne? No, I did not see that. Is that now in uh, Pretty Little Sis Link? Uh, I think so. Um, open that up real quick. So what had happened was they said, oh, there's a hidden thing having to do with Fallen Empire in there. And so uh, within the pictures, and again, they always do this flash drive kind of thing, um, and there's a bunch of files. So in that first logo one that says Star Wars Old Republic, there was a, and it says, see at the bottom, it says, hidden away in the dark of the galaxy remained a secret. Right. So I think it didn't work right away, but there was a zip file 
buried in there. And um, I'm going to see if I can find the actual picture now since you haven't seen it. Um, but there's a picture of a throne room. Um, it looks kind of similar to like in episode uh, six where where the Empire would sit and behind it there is like a, bat, a, a space battle going on. Um, we'll find it at some point here. But it was it was really interesting. Um so that was the only reference to that, but they didn't talk about it in the in the live stream. And like you said, most of it was literally just stuff we already knew. Um, my thought process behind this is that this is at Anaheim uh, during Celebration. There's going to be a lot of people in that room that are like, oh my god, there's a Star Wars MMO. I had no idea, right? Right. If, if they were answering questions, um, not just basically showing a trailer of the next expansion, which they did, um, and talking about the game in general and what's coming up right now, if they started getting in the nitty gritty about all the issues with PvP and all that and the negativity that the community is feeling, that is that's a very my good only point. thought. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. I didn't consider that. Yeah, I mean, and I and I have to imagine, and some other folks have kind of suggested this, but yeah, it, it seems like this event was more towards folks that aren't actually playing the game. I mean, one of the questions, I don't want to jump around too much, but one of the questions was hilarious. It said, if you don't play an MMO, where was that one? <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, it, it, was, said, it was something about uh, if you've never played an MMO before, what do you do? Yeah, it said, with zero MMO experience, uh, do you have any advice? And it said, and then, of course, they talked about their, um, what we're going to talk about with 12 XP with their epic story boost. So... Since we are jumping around a little bit, what I want to do, let's just talk about the two new things that came out of this. So again, this ho- this event was hosted by ESL, which was cool. They had a host, and it was it was nice to see a live stream event. And we weren't there. It was nice to be able to kind of sit there and be like, okay, the people in the audience are seeing this panel, and they sat, they were sitting up there like a panel. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it was much um, more professional. It was, and you know, the host did a good job. I mean, he was hosting the event. He was from ESL. Um, and, and, and again, these are the people that they were partnering with for that, um, for that PVE, uh, speed event, speed run event they were going to do a while back that fell through. But so Eric Muska was there, Michael Backus was there, Charles Boyd was there, and Jesse Sky was there. And they showed a trailer, you know, um, and the only two things we really got from this that were new, one was 12 XP. Yep. Which is coming out on May the fourth, along with the droid they they were talking about was coming exactly. um, that they were going to give all subscribers, and um, and it's going to be for subs only. Uh, any thoughts on this, dude? How are they going to do this? Are they just going to turn it on? Um, the the twelve because XP? The, the, yeah, yeah. The reason I'm asking this is because people always say, you know, I want to be able to turn it off, or is it we've talked about it as a legacy fifty perk, which I think they should still do, but. They're obviously not going to, so. Well, yeah, but I believe from what, I mean, I don't think they specifically spelled it out, but if I remember correctly from what Musco was saying, it's going to be class only. It's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not XP on yeah, Warzone. Class it's class. not XP on Flashpoints. It's not XP on on social or any of that. It's just, it's class experience. It's the same as last time, and they're actually touting it as, um, you know, uh, epic story, what is it? Epic, epic story, story XP, XP boost. boost. Um, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean, know. I have a couple tunes I'd like to level. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't see how it would be an issue making it only for subs because, I mean, they have, you know, a whole bunch of other things they unlock for subs only, like, you know, more character slots or, you know, larger bank, uh, you know, a, a maximum, stuff like that. So it's just right. one more thing they'll be able to flip on. Yeah. And, I, and my only concern is how they implement it. Like, I don't know if it'll be something you can, like, 
it'll be like an XP boost that you could turn off and on that's available to subs only. Because I know one of the issues, and I know Tio said the same thing on UtiniCast, he didn't like it. He wanted to level the regular way. Right, because you, you level a lot of which the story I think is too fast. Yeah. Right, which you would, and you would level all the planet for sure, and you would just be leveling going from... And that's the other reason they're doing these uh, the the travel changes, right? Is to make that sequence easier. You can get to planet to planet, hub to hub, it's all unlocked. If right. you need to go to the other side of the planet for your story quest, you don't have to run there you know that was one of the drag um the drags of of 12 times xp was that oh i only half asked this plant the last time because you know i did it on double xp weekend or something like that and now i have to run to get that hub just to get to my story quest and then i leave you know yeah especially on planets like you know tatooine or or bill savis or exactly or uh or hoth um it it is is terrible yeah it's especially with the two different types of transport um yeah yeah, so it'll be a lot easier once everything's uh, you know unlocked to begin with, which you know they're already starting to go through to when uh, you know with the release of you know McKeb and and uh, and Voss is that is kind of that way. I mean Voss had some you saw to unlock, but they had the basic core ones that were already unlocked. So yeah, exactly. And um, the cool thing about this, and I don't know how they're going to implement this. I'd like to know. Um, I don't care if it's on permanently because I'm going to use the crap out of it. I like I said I don't think I can level any other way anymore, but um, but for people that don't want it on all the time and stuff, I w- I don't think it'd be a bad idea to have, you know, an icon like a major XP boost, flip it on, you know, click it off. You know, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, the it, it's really not too much of an issue for me because you know, like I said, I've already you know maxed out my eight classes. The only thing I'm I'm gonna do again is I need to start another um, Sith warrior so I can do an. Uh, uh, a dark side, just uh, yeah. Jason, and that's yeah. it. Can you do a dark side, dude? I don't know. You have a hard time with that. No, actually, my Sith Inquisitor is pure dark side. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. You man. Of course, um, because yeah. I'm in, because I'm a, a completist. Actually, I had to do that because you there's an award for having maxed out dark side. Uh, all right, you're right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the the. So I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I have some ideas. I still think it should be either, or it could be something you just turn on in your legacy tab. You know what I mean? Or something like that. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, it could it could be something you turn on like, you know, Sprint or... Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. And that's what I want. I, I think that would be good for everybody. Like, you have this because you're a subscriber, but you can turn it on and you can turn it off. And that's good. Yeah. You know? Um. All right, and the cool thing about it is that they didn't give an end date. It's going to start May the 4th, and they said, well, it'll just kind of keep running until we... It's going to be on so long they haven't given an end date. So I think it's going to keep going on forever, dude. I really do. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Yeah. So as we said, we are going to get the M1 um, 1S droid as well on May the 4th, and I'm excited about that. The other new thing that they... uh, Announced at the at the event was the Yavin Stronghold, which I think looks phenomenal. It looks really good. I like that it has a bridge. There's it just it's very jungle uh, oriented. Um, it, yeah. yeah, I'm very excited for that one. I can't wait. I actually might. Uh, I've been thinking about because you know right now my main is the the uh, the Narshada one. I actually I, I haven't okay. even uh, done anything with my Tatooine one. Um, mm-hmm. I think I just might make the uh, the the Yavin one my home base. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be pretty pricey, so I, I'm going to start saving up some some credits. But 
But yeah, I'm trying to fi- I, I think I'm going to give up my Coruscant one, mostly because I've actually put some work into Tatooine. I spent a ton of credits on that. Um, my Drum and Cost one is my most decked out, and my second most decked out is uh, Nar Shaddaa. So I think I'm probably going to give up uh, give up that one. So uh, I'm excited about the Yavin Stronghold, dude. I think the picks are cool. Of course, we'll have those in the show notes. It's a link to Pretty Little Sis blog. Who was at the cantina? Um, she had feelings on how it went as well. She put a lot of questions in. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but we'll talk about it now. I mean, the people who were there that played the game weren't super stoked um, that, you know, more hard-hitting questions weren't answered. You can find um, a kind of a transcript of, of the show in various places. Um, and you know what some of the questions were. We'll run through a couple of them in a minute. But the Yavin Strongholds, uh, dude, I'm, I'm definitely getting that. I still think I'm gonna be able to afford it. <laughs> um, that's where it comes back. You start running your dailies. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta be doing that a lot more. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with losing Coruscant if I get a, a, a sweet stronghold like Yavin. I think that looks cool. I was surprised they didn't go with Rishi though. Honestly, what, do you, what about you? Well, I. I think they were kind of just doing a calculated bet here in that they, they're they thinking most people had already leveled past Rishi and they're spending most of their time on Yavin. Yep. And they're, the 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 dailies on Yavin are much more, what's the word I'm looking for? They're much more intuitive in the way that they're set up yeah. logistically. And so it's just, it's I, th- I think more people spend time doing the Yavin we, uh, dailies, especially since you get the, the weekly boosts of the Devoted Allies gear and stuff like that. Um, plus, you just get it's a great weekly reward. It is. Plus, you just get to keep fighting Revan over and over again. So, um, I think that's right. why is because they figure more people are going to be spending time on that planet. I mean, how many guilds have their guild ship above uh, Yavin right now? You know what I mean? A lot, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, so, other stuff that came up: outfit designer. Obviously, we knew that was coming. Nothing new there. Uh, travel we've talked about already. I'm there excited. Was a, there was, yeah, I'm excited uh, about the possibility of Mandalore getting more involved hmm. uh, for a couple of reasons. Yeah. One is if you don't fight your, if you don't play the bounty hunter quest line, you really don't see any of Mandalore at all. I think he's mentioned, you really but you don't see him at all, um, except for you know. In the Did f- they mention it with Torch? Yeah, he's she, yeah with- he's mentioned in Torch, but it's you only see him in, in the. Uh, the end of chapter uh, was it chapter one of uh, the bounty hunter story, right? Um, right. When you're going through the great hunt, and uh, you know it's just a kind of a, a really cool NPC, and it would be nice to see him more involved, especially since one of the things that they announced that they previously announced is the whole sixth line uh, Jedi thing. They're getting yep. a much more militaristic, so it's kind of like the Jedi mercenary line, is what I'm guessing, and. Uh, you know, it would be. Oh, that's badass, dude! I like the way you put that. That sounds. Yeah, badass. so it's kind of a. a, a <laughs> it would be a, a sequitur to bring in the independent mercenary line of the the bounty hunters. You know, I'm with you. That sounds sweet. Um, let's talk about the little cool surprise they put in here. Um, uh, one of the, I mean, I guess the leading guild in the game is Zors. Um, and they two of their members, Brian and Michelle, were at the event. Well, they placed them at the event they basically flew them out there that's the impression i got yeah they did they flew um, them out there and paid for everything from what i understand that's so cool man they were the first and second guild to down revan um and that's that's amazing they they end up giving them a plaque uh, with all of the the members who who downed revan um it was just uh, obviously we've heard this name many times before if 
if if you listen to other podcasts and stuff and and any progression raiders will tell you Zords is is the top of the top and uh congrats to them man that is such such a cool recognition and to be flown out there and get treated that way i think is awesome yeah so. this just goes to show how little rating and and, and ops i do is that I didn't know that there was an op that ended in Revan, and uh, the only when they started talking about this on the the event, I was like, you know, I beat Revan too. <laughs> you know, I, I fought him at the end of the Avan <laughs> sure story, you did, buddy. And, sure you did. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I didn't know that there was an operation because, heck, you and I yeah. have done one operation. We couldn't even finish that because we were two manning it. I know. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, Temple of Sacrifice. That's what it's called. It's the second one, and with the 3.0 expansion. Yeah, um, I just didn't know. Yeah, so uh yeah, there's Ravagers and then Temple of Sacrifice. Yeah, man, it's it's I would love to do it one day. Um I just don't raid and I need to, but I could barely do it daily at this point. So it's all this podcasting. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> but uh, seriously though, hats off to Zors. Yeah, uh they deserve it. They rock. And anybody that spends that much time and devoted to the game and works that hard at, at attaining that first is awesome. They're awesome. So yep. good for them. Um, so let's, so should we just run through some of the Q&A questions just to kind of make sure we don't miss anything here? Um, so you mentioned the Mandalore thing. Um, of course, they asked some more companion stories. Of course, they want to get back to that, but not anytime soon. It's just, it's so hard to do because you have to bring in, bring the same voice actors back to do stuff. And it's just hard. Yeah. Cause Although they have been saying the voice actors are coming back, but I don't think it's companion voice actors. Right. <laughs> Someone literally put a question in, can I have a t-shirt? This is the kind of thing, this goes back to kind of what we were saying in the beginning. Um, new companions, maybe. Of course, someone asked, uh, can we have a playable Wookiee? And I'm just like, how many times do they have to address this question? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's never going to um, happen. It's not going to happen. And they haven't even put out the t- uh, uh, Togruta that they've talked about putting out. You know, Ahsoka Tano's race. I mean, they just haven't even done that yet. So I just can't even imagine them getting to something as obscure as a Wookiee when all you're going to hear is Wookiee noise the whole time anyway. Yeah, you know, and in, in one thing we kind of, you know, glossed over here is, that, you know, they were talking about uh, more companion storylines. I think it's more likely, what we have another question for is that we're actually, it's more likely we'll get a, just a new companion in the, you know, HK Treak line, you know what I mean? Yeah, just a Anoth- new, another Treak or something, yeah. Yeah, a new, you know, cross, uh, uh, cross-class companion. Oh, oh, got an idea. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm super excited about this. So, uh, something they could tie in with either the release of the Force Awakens, or you know, they I feel like they just have to have something, something tied into that new movie. Were they had like a BB-8 droid companion? Yeah, I don't see any weaponry on him. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one of those compartments opens, dude. I don't know, or he just rolls over him. I don't know. I got excited about it. I just, I was just trying. I'm still trying to tie it into the movie. I'm very excited. Well, as we're gonna, you know, come upon well, later. Well, that's that's something we didn't say in the beginning. Too. Yeah, as we're as we'll talk about a little bit later, they're actually gonna be tying in Battlefront to the movie. So that's oh cool. yeah, oh yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get to that because we didn't even mention we did a, a a side podcast recently. So we'll get to that. All right. So more hooks on strongholds. Some people are like, "Can we have more hooks?" Um, their only response to that is, "Yavin has more hooks." I don't know what that means. I don't know if it has. And more hooks? Well, they said that they had uh, or different they had types of hooks or what? Large hooks. Um, okay. Which you know, for me, it's more about placement in because like there's tons of hooks in all the the strongholds, right? 
But like I think I mentioned yep. this in a podcast a couple of weeks ago, is you know I went I wanted to set up all my companions on the Narshada staircase, right? But you're oh, yeah, yeah right. but you're like twelve short or something like that. It's ridiculous. But that like that's like the coolest place yeah. to put them. I mean, you're like running through your army as, as a general whenever you're going up and down the stairs. It'd be cool. Like Yavin kind of looks like one of those, you know, those pyramid old school like you know Aztec pyramid kind of things, you know. And it'd be cool like if on the inside there was just a bunch of steps and you can just put NPC companions everywhere. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, then you wouldn't have to worry about that. You could put all your companions hanging out in a corner or something. I don't know. Just an idea. Yeah. You're listening, Bioware. Okay, moving on. All right, so we're almost there. Something about <laughs> pureblood hair. Um, stackable items. Um, they're looking to make higher stacks. I think that's a good idea. I don't know how that's not a good idea. I remember when I played EverQuest 2, I was upset because I think the stack limit was 50 in the uh, near the beginning. And then at some point they went to 99 and eventually they went to 999. I don't know why they can't do that now. Um, help us out. The game is three years old. Give us 999 in every stack. Yeah, that'd be nice. and they were talking about how they they noticed that they had some that were you know max of ten that they'd increased, and so now right. I've got to go back into my my uh, my uh, cargo bay because you know like the uh, the stuff you use for bounty contract weeks were maxed at ten or twenty, and then the stuff you're using for for getting a tauntaun. Oh, that's something I did last week that I finally got was I finally got my tauntaun. <laughs> oh, congrats, dude! Yay! Yay! So that's awesome. yeah, so I finally got a tauntaun too. So. Um, yeah, so looking like at those, you know, I've got to go and see if they've increased their max to 99 because I had like five stacks of, you know, interrogation potion or something, whatever it was. Yeah, and if you've been playing this game that long, you've gone through Body Contract Week and you've done these things, I mean, God, give us nine ninety nine. What's Just do it. God. Yeah, and plus I've got <laughs> stack upon stack upon stack of like scavenged materials and stuff like that. If they just increased mm-hmm. that to nine ninety nine, it would save me so much room. Exactly. All right, man. <laughs> Someone asked for Mandalorian banners, banners, and they said sure. So I was like, all right, I guess that was an easy sell. <laughs> um, the thing that upset me was new Legacy 50 perks, which I thought was actually a good question because how many times does that come up on this show and other shows? That was literally our first show. Yeah, that was. My first blog on our site was, here are my ideas for Legacy, Legacy 50 perks. I've heard it come up on other podcasts recently. I'm very frustrated that this keeps coming up. And there's a million ideas out there. And none of them are getting addressed. Including 12 XP. I mean, including 12 XP, there's a million ideas. And everybody's giving them ideas for Legacy 50 perks. Just do some of them. Yeah. You know? And and they do love touting, like, oh, we got this from the community. Well, then use some of our ideas. It's free. Yep. And we've given Sorry. plenty. I get upset about that. Legacy 50 perks are kind of a sore spot right now for me. Right um, now. <laughs> all right. I think... Well, yeah, that's one sore spot. All right, so uh, I don't know. Anything else here you want to talk about in the last questions we have here? Uh, nope. Everything else looks good. <laughs> Actually, the last one was kind of funny. Well, we get to see the Emperor in true pure blood form, and they said, well, how do you know he's a pure, pure blood? You know, he can take many forms. And then, of course, the Kephis thing came up, which I thought was hilarious. So, uh, you know, Kephis lives. So maybe, and they said it's not Kephis, but, you know, whatever. Um, all right. So thoughts overall? Um, like I said, I, you know, I I enjoyed the new format. Um, I think they can get better questions, but but your point that you know they could be going after noobs, so it made a lot more sense to me. Um, but I did like the format a lot better, and I'm really looking forward to seeing if they do the same thing at Comic Con. 
I hope they do. And I hope that they take the... I mean, there was a lot of criticism uh, around this event from the veteran players, and I hope they take that, you know, to heart a little bit. Um, going forward into San Diego, they have a few, several months to figure this out. Um, we'll be there. We'll cover it. So when we get closer, we'll start asking you guys for questions and stuff like that. So start thinking about, you know, when we get closer, what your concerns are still, and we'll do our best to get them answered. So and and for me, I I do try to stay positive. Like I said, I think that they had a different clientele here than normal. Um, I wanted to give my, uh, you know, a shout out to Heather, uh, pretty little Sith. Uh, you know, I was trying to tweet back to her. Everybody was, everybody was a little upset and, and everybody else who was there that covered it is great. But, you know, I, I could feel her frustration a little bit. Um, you know, she submitted a bunch of questions. Yeah. Definitely through Twitter. You could, you could sense her frustration. <laughs> yeah. You could feel it. And there was a meme that was hilarious that was put up there. Um, but she, uh, you know, one of the things she submit, she submitted a bunch of questions and, and one did get answered. It was about, you know, melee combat. And actually we glossed over this, but the, uh, you know, some of the operation bosses and then the new content are not very melee friendly. And so that question was answered. They have a QA team that's going to like basically try to beat the bosses with an all melee group. So <laughs> they're hoping that that, that, that goes away, uh, soon. So, so that was something. So, you know, anyway, anybody who was there that listens to this show, um, Thanks for being there. Thanks for tweeting. Thanks for covering it. And hopefully the next one, meet us in San Diego. So yep, and we'll be able to pass that along and hopefully we'll be able to help other people get the experience for us next time. Exactly. All right. So anything else swo tour wise? Uh, no, that's it. That for take as long as I me. thought. All right, man. So let's get into what is inevitably going to be the, the meat of our show 40 minutes later. Um, and let's just, let's just see where this goes. Let's get to star Wars. Mac there. So welcome to the Star Wars section of the show. <laughs> As I like to start out, I like to start out with community shoutouts. There were some amazing podcasters and and community members that were at this event, and we were super jealous. I, we were living vicariously through you guys. Um, you guys are awesome. Coffee with Kenobi um, was out there. They actually gave us a shout out on on show number thirty five, and they were they were interviewing the guy who. I think that created the app, the top Star Wars, uh, Star Wars trader app. Yeah. And I love the guys at Coffee with Kenobi, but now I've got Will hooked on it. I've been on it. Um, I spent $10 yesterday. My wife laughed at me. You, but I have to stop. You spent 10 bucks? I know. Don't, shh, don't tell anybody. The problem <laughs> is, is that these things are very addictive. So thank you, Coffee with Kenobi, for covering the event. They did some, um, really cool podcasts, short podcasts, you know, we're kind of recapping the days. Um, their experience, they, they, they did a great job. And of course they were the first on the, um, on the podcasting stage. They did a great job. I listened in on that. Um, so congrats to you guys again for doing, for, for that. Um, but, but the star, the top Star Wars trader app, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm actually, the only thing I'm disappointed about it, cause I actually, I do, I like the, the play. I like the, you know, it's, it's fun. You know, again, it, it goes towards the com- completest in me, but uh, the the one thing that frustrates me is that it's only available on iOS right now. So hopefully they'll get it out on on Android soon because my uh, my tablet's a, a Samsung Tab Four, so it's not a Apple product. So uh, if I want to have it on my tablet, right. then I need a need the Android app. Well, in the interview, the guy said they're working on that. They're getting there. Right. So hopefully, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name right now, but hopefully they'll they're gonna have that out pretty soon. So, but it's 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 pretty fun and addicted. Addicting, actually, healing Sotor hit me up last night because he saw that I tweeted something about it, 
and and he said he had to stop playing it. <laughs> so he said, hit him up for trades if he wants. He said he's done. It's too. It's a money sink, man. If you if you get addicted to these things, it can be very expensive. Well, I can see that's that why you for, know like this you know. and with Marvel Puzzle Quest. I just don't. I just decided I'm not going to put money into it, and so I just play and you know, just play to what you can. Right. And in my head, dude, it was only ten dollars. <laughs> and then when I told the wife, she was like, "You spent ten dollars for for a picture of a of a card," and I was like. Yeah, I'm sorry. So anyway, um, I'm not going to spend any more money on it, <laughs> but it is fun. All right, and and staying with the community, Assembly of Geeks also had some cool daily updates. I really love that podcast. Um, and the Cantina Cast, our friends over there, um, they actually have the whole audio of the Rebels panel in their latest podcast. So if you missed that, you can check that out on their podcast. Um, Cantina Cast, they always great blogs. It's a it's a great show. Hopefully, we're going to do something with those guys pretty soon here. So. Um, all right, man. So let's, what I want to do is I want to kind of make sure we don't miss anything, but anything we do miss, we'll pick up next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's, do you want to start with the, with the first panel again? And just, cause we didn't really talk about that. So before we get to that though, we actually put out, if you missed our last show, our actual episode 12 came out the day after our episode 11. And essentially what Will and I did was, we actually watched the trailer again, the, Star- <laughs> the uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, we have a problem. Teaser trailer number two again, and like stopped it every two seconds and analyzed, and I, uh, it was fun, man. That was such a great cast. Any any comments? Yeah, I'm raising my hand. Oh, oh, Will, Will, Will. Sorry, I, you're raising your hand. Yeah, yes, my name continue. is Will. I'm a Star Wars addict. Uh, <laughs> it has been, uh, yeah, no, I, I've got a problem. <laughs> Uh, and look, there's been some, I actually, you know, and we did that podcast. Now, keep, bear in mind, if you're listening to this, you may have already listened to that. We did that podcast without hitting the internet, seeing the analysis, listening to things. We got a couple things wrong and who cares? The point is we had a blast doing it and we basically went into it cold and just gave our thoughts. And I think from from our standpoint, we loved it, right? Can I speak for you in that? Say oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've watched it, I think, yeah. another 20 times since then. It's just, it's a cool-ass trailer. Yeah, and and there are some people saying things, how old Han Solo looked, and all these other things, and I'm like, look, here's my thing. As Will just stated, I am a Star Wars addict. This trailer did it for me. Yep. And if it's, why it's not December right now is making me very angry. <laughs> so that's that's my thought. Well, if, you th- if, <laughs> if it was December right now, then we would have missed Comic-Con, my friend. Oh. Uh, see? You have to get, keep it real. I do. Way to keep it real, Will. Yeah. You're right. We would have missed Comic-Con. But that's why Time Machines, bro. And, and Babylon. We would have missed Babylon. No, no, no. We just have to We just have to befriend a Time Lord. And we can jump <laughs> around and do whatever we want. Okay. Better find a hot uh, time machine. Well, well, that got geeky. Okay. Um, all right. So let's start with what I thought was pretty cool about the, the lead up to the celebration. Uh, the first event with the Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams panel was that uh, I guess Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams had pizza delivered to all the people queuing up for the line that were there all night, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, they should start doing that for all age. <laughs> yeah, that might make me think. That might make me think twice about being in Hall H line. <laughs> that would be expensive. There's a lot of people in that Hall H line. Yeah, constantly. But for then again, when you have when you <laughs> when you have Disney money though, That's a good point. <laughs> Um, so I thought that was cool. There were some Star Wars emojis that came out on Twitter. So anytime you tweet something Star Wars right now, little random emojis come up, which I think is cool. You know, I actually still haven't checked them out yet. 
I need to. Well, do... if you like put if you like hashtag something like Star Wars or something, it'll just randomly put one in there. Or you could like do Stormtrooper and it'll put a Stormtrooper. It's kind of cool. okay. Cool. Um, all right, so let's talk about the panel since we didn't really get into it too much. I don't know if we want to go through the whole thing, but we did talk about a couple things in our last show. The one thing I thought was cool is they streamed that panel to 23 different countries. Wow. Which was absolutely insane. Um, they kind of talked about JJ and, and Kathleen Kennedy getting the job, which I thought was cool. The most interesting thing is that most of us assumed, including us, that the the planet was Tatooine in the original trailer. Right. But it's not. It is not. It is Jakku. Right, which I like the name. I do too, and you know, I was thinking, you know, well, why are they coming out with this? And then it just dawning on me, you know, with the the expansion, the Battlefront expansion that they announced, it's you know they have to. So yeah, no, that's cool, and I'm excited about the Battlefront thing. Um, one thing I thought was really neat is that they are doing another Force for Change thing, um, but it's more about. Did you see this? Um, I thought this was really cool. Uh, it's the, they're doing a a kid power campaign and i guess they're going to hear about this at some point later but what they're going to do is they're people they're people are going to track their steps and then what's going to happen is they're going to give food to needy kids after a certain amount of steps like a packet of food which is like the coolest idea i've ever heard so if the star wars community gets behind it a lot of people are going to get fed i think that is freaking badass yeah that's cool yeah i didn't see anything about this new force for change i did see the uh you know with all the live streaming that they were doing on YouTube. Um, one of the things they did was showing the person who won the last Force for Change contest, and he and his yeah. guests that they flew to um, to Pinewood Studios and to go do all this stuff and everything. It was really kind of cool to watch that. Yeah, which I pretty much hate that guy, <laughs> right? I mean, who does? I mean, we all hate that guy, right? Um, exactly. I mean, I donated to Force for Change. I was hoping, you know, a man, a man can dream. So they did, like we talked about in the last show. They did talk, bring the the droid mechanics out. And let's just for a second talk about BB-8. We glossed over it last week. Yeah, just the fact that what it's the a hell, it's dude? a practical, um, a practical effect. It's not CGI. And you know, one of the guys, it's a it's a robot. It is compared con- controlled by a puppeteer. Yeah, it's amazing. And they had uh, I, again part of the streaming is they had a this couple who who are heavily involved in cosplay and stuff, and it's one of the guys who was on MythBusters. And uh, not one oh, of the really? leads, it's one of the supporting guys. And he said totally. that, like, as soon as they saw that on the panel, they spent the next, like, day and a half. Uh, she was working on a on a, uh, a cosplay outfit that she was doing because she came to, I think, the second day of celebrations and she was dressed as a Admiral Akbar Playboy bunny. Oh, that's bad. Because they had a whole, oh. they, there was a whole collection of women that had dressed up in Star Wars-themed Playboy bunnies. And so it was really that's kind of disturbing so because, you know... Playboy bunny body Ab- with an Admiral Akbar head. It was really kind yeah. of disturbing. So, but I appreciate the uh, creativity. Exactly. So the whole time she was like finishing doing finishing touches on that, she came out and and he had like bought out like Lowe's or whatever because he's going to build his own BB-8 and he's like, I'm thinking electromagnets and servo motors or something like that. And so he's already planning it in his head. He's setting a deadline of, <laughs> to himself of like I think it was six weeks or something to get a belt or whatever, but it's really, it was kind of cool to see the passion. Well, and, and that's the cool thing about that. Everybody that I've, that I've heard that have actually saw this either in real life or on the stream was like, how the hell does that work? Exactly. You know, it's a ball with a, with a head and it's moving. I mean, something with magnets, right? Probably, but it sounds, 
it's crazy. It's way above my intelligence level. So anyway, I thought that was cool, man. Something like that could definitely get streamline them towards the Oscar for effects like that. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, I think that's a shoo-in. I built this ball with a droid head on it, and it rolls around and does things. And has personality. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him right now, but I'm not in charge of that. Um, Obviously. Uh, (laughs) And and the cool thing I liked about that is they did mention that Bob Iger had a huge role in getting that tech to happen. Very cool. Um, He... And he basically said, you know, they're like, well, we need this much money or we need this. I don't know exactly the conversation, but he had a, he had a giant role in making BB-8 happen. So, um, I, that just kind of shows the commitment to from Disney and, well, that's what, and you know, making, it, making it the way that they want. That's what, one thing I like about Bob Iger is, you know, cause when Michael Eisner first came over, you know, in 80, 84, 83 or whatever, when he took over Disney, he came from Paramount, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a big reason why Lucas has a great relationship with Disney anyways. Because uh, Michael Eisner was the one who greenlit Indiana Jones over at Paramount. So right. they had a, a you know a long experience before he came over to Disney. Um, but he's always... Eisner was very much a bottom line sort of guy. I mean, very corporatist and, and everything. Whereas Disney, you know, Walt was you know bottom line too. But it was all about the ideas. I think Bob Iger is kind of oh, a yeah. good in between where it's you know it's about money, but he knows that to get the most money, he needs to get the best results, and that's why you put John Lasseter as your chief, uh, your creative operations officer, and or your chief creative right. officer, and why you you know like with Walt, it was all about coming up with new technology like audio animatronics and you know flume ride technology and stuff like that, and and right. Iger's willing to put put his money where his ideas are too so i like that yeah man and i and if this is anything i mean i just feel like this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg here you know what i mean like we just saw bb8 roll out on the stage interact with uh, r2d2 do circles around him and interact talk about you know (laughs) i thought it was cool jj's like dude can you guys keep it down um you know while he's talking (laughs) i i mean and to know that Bob Iger had a had a hand in that, um, I think this this bodes well for what we have in the future. Yeah, so I'm very, it, it very actually just dawned on me that that's one thing, one reason I'm really excited to see whatever they do with Star Wars and the theme parks. You know, whether it's an extended exactly. land or they take over Toontown and, and make that Star Wars or build another park, whatever they do. If you imagine it, you've got Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm, and then John Lasseter overseeing everything as chief creative officer, and I'm like, dude. The brainchild of Pixar and the brainchild of Star Wars coming together to yeah. it's going to be incredible, whatever it is. That's only good can come from that. And the fact that it, that one, I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but it, I mean, it, it it deals with what we're going to get with Star Wars and the theme parks. Is there's a a story, and I'm I'm not sure how apocryphal it is, but when they were building the you know the new Little Mermaid ride, right? Right. You know, when you're dealing with rides like that, it's all about capacity you know the number of people you can get in and out of the ride within an hour well Lasseter, like the week before the ride debuted he went on it and he said you know what i still couldn't see a couple things as well as i wanted to slow the ride down a little bit we'll lose a little bit of capacity but people enjoy the ride better so he was actually willing to lower capacity to make sure the experience was what was necessary well and that makes a lot of sense considering hey i'm going to give you this x amount of money or give you this access to this tech or whatever he did to make BB-8 a practical effect and not another piece of CG. And and one of the things I heard, uh, overheard 
somewhere. I don't know. I watched so many things, but one of the things that J.J. Abrams said, he said, look, it's, there's something to be said about actors interacting with actual things rather than CG things. You know what I mean? It, it makes it, it makes it, it makes it tangible. It makes it, it, it able to, I don't know, act, act better. Yeah, well, do you, but you know, no, what I, mean? Do you, like, I mean, okay. Do you remember in episode, uh, what was it, it was either episode two or episode three when, uh, um, Talking about the cafe? No, when Padme and Anakin uh, get stuck in the uh, the the steel melting the smelting plant, right? And they're on yeah, the yeah, 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 and they're on the belt and everything. That yeah. entire thing was the uh, was the very first scene ever completely CGI, from what I understand. And so there was no passion in the scene. It was supposed to be a really exciting scene. I'm like, I have no buying into it. It's because they don't, they can imagine what's around them, but unless they see what's around them. <laughs> and that's why I think that they went back, and that's what JJ was saying. They went back and built everything they could. Yeah. So that the actors can, they can get the best out of the actors because they're reacting to something that's actually happening. Exactly. And that's why I think the, you know, the, the new Planet of the Apes movies and the new Lord of the Rings movies have been so powerful on that level is because you have Andy Serkis, who's literally mm-hmm. performing. Across from them, and it's not even just a, right. a a prop that they're acting across. It's literally they're getting reaction too, which is phenomenal. Right, and that's really cool. Yeah, I'm with you. I, that's a tangent I'm willing to go on, my friend. And I and I do want to um, I do want to in the next episode or two do a Disney in the Parks thing. You know, because we both been listening to that other podcast, which I think is really cool. So yes. let's let's get back to that at some point. Um, but let's move on. Um, kind of past this, we talked about the actors being on the stage. They had Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaacs, and John Boyega on stage. Um, it, what are your impressions of them as actors? I'm not that familiar with their previous works for the most part. I really dug their personalities on that stage in that panel, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you so, can tell they have is, no fear think? of the spotlight, which is awesome. Oh, no. Um, Especially Boyega. Yeah. <laughs> Boyega has no fear at all. But, you know, the only one that I've actually <laughs> seen in movies was Oscar Isaac. And he's really good. Um, yeah. I've liked him in everything I've seen him do. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for these three. I think, uh, you know, it's not like, you know, when episode one came out, you know, you had Natalie Portman who had had some, you know, exposure with, you know, the professional that she had done. But you had Jake Lloyd who had come from you know, jingle all the way, which was fine. You know, he was passable and everything, right. but it was just like, it, you know, you didn't have the, also a little kid. yeah, with him and Hayden Christensen, you just didn't have the passion in it that you, you're already seeing from these three. Yeah. And I, I'm with you. I, I really dug how they were on the stage. Um, they, they seem to have a, a synergy there. And I, I, anytime they were asked a question, they were honest. Um, they smiled. It looked like they were, I mean, and that was the one thing, like every single actor, whether it be these three, or later when Hamill and um, and uh, Fisher and Mayhew and everybody was on and um, Daniels were on, the, on on stage. Bottom line, man, is that they were all so thankful for the Star Wars fans, and that made me. I don't. There was something about this panel that really kind of, especially like I said in the last thing, I, I like kind of teared up when they had that long shot of everybody on stage together. And for me, it was more like. They they did nothing but thank the Star Wars fans the whole time, and for me, it was it was like it, it validated this weird thing I'm really into, and everybody that I know that knows I'm into it thinks I'm a crazy person. <laughs> okay, um, and 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 I'm okay with being a crazy person, but at the same time, 
if there's something like Star Wars Celebration happening and these people are on stage saying, you know what, we're in this movie, right? And we also love this movie. We also love Star Wars and, and we want we want to thank you for loving Star Wars and putting us here. I think there was something really powerful about this panel that I really, and that was kind of what I took away from it. So I'm getting a little sappy. Yeah, no, you I, know, I, and you the, know. I'm glad you brought that up because like one of the main concerns that I heard from people and, you know, myself included when they were doing the casting and everything was whether Carrie Fisher could hold it together. Right. Because, you know, it's no secret. She has a history yeah, of, yeah. of, you know, alcohol and drug addiction and, you know, coming from, you know, a family where that was an issue too. It's just, it's really, it was heartwarming to see. Cause I mean, that was, I mean, for her or anybody, I mean, anybody in that position of the star Wars celebrations, that's a major stress trigger. Right. Yeah. And oh, yeah. granted, oh, yeah. you know, she was a little baddie during her panel, but it was like a good baddie. You know what I mean? She was, even even some of the comments she made during this panel was uh, they were a little yeah they're off a little color yeah they're a little blue because it's no funny. secret that she has a yeah. very off color sense of humor, which is great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I she's great. It. But it was also cool because you could also see that she is so thankful for this opportunity, and she was not going to let anything slip, <laughs> which is good. Yes. Yeah, and that and that's and, and that's awesome, man. And. I, I loved when they were all on stage. Um, you know, I, we don't need to go through this whole thing, but honestly, um, the one thing I kind of wanted to pick out of this was the Kathleen Kennedy said something about strong female leads. Somebody asked a question and I did like that. They took questions from the audience, which was awesome. Um, and one of the questions was, well, one of the questions to her was who would you be in the star Wars universe? Right. <laughs> and she, she said, well, uh, I didn't, I don't have much of a choice. Right. Right. And she said, that's going to change. And, and I love that line. I love that. She said that, um, she basically said, look, we're going to have this going forward. It's going to get even better. Yeah. I mean, but, and this just goes back to, you know, it mirrors to an episode that we did a few weeks ago, um, when we were talking about the first big thunder comic in that, that they're really starting to embrace the, the, the female strength. Right. And you're definitely being able to see that with, with Daisy, I mean, in the scene that they chose to put it, I mean, don't don't make any mistake. That trailer, however badass it was, it's still a marketing tool. They're doing it. For, they're, oh, yeah. Every single split second in that trailer is picked for a certain reason. And the fact that they picked a, a yeah. scene where Daisy's picking Boyega up off the ground and not vice versa is showing female not strength. Not the other way around. And the fact that... Yep. They didn't, you know, we'll get to it in a little bit, when they were doing a, the panel on, on Rogue One, and the main star is Felicity Jones. And when they announced what her yep. character type is, she's not a Republic, uh, you know, uh, sympathizer. She's not a, you know, Republic assistant or She's a Republic soldier. No equivocation. Right. Which is bad. Exactly. Right. So we know that she's going to have some skills. And we'll see them on display yeah. because that movie also looks like a straight up war movie, which is cool. Yeah, I I can't wait for that, and we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. And that was one of the things I and and again something we were talking about. I want this to continue. I want the fangirl, the geek fangirls, to be not satisfied, but I want them to be like, yes, we're now we're represented. Look at all these other, look at these action figures. Look at this that we can aspire to. You know, I have two young girls. I want them to be able to watch these movies 
you know, and not be like, well, I got to go watch this because there, there's there's no me here. You know what I mean? I think this is, I think that's really important. And we're seeing an, an, an important shift that's that's gone on in the last 30 years and that, you know, back then, you know, she was Princess Leia. Granted, she was a senator and throughout mm-hmm. the course of the, the saga, she, you know, you definitely saw her strength. But she was introduced as a princess, a damsel in distress. She needed to be saved. Exactly. But then as we go... F- and I feel like they tried a little harder, maybe, with Amidala. But again, we're talking queen. We're talking... Exactly. You know, it's still the same thing. Right. Yeah, I'm with so, you. But not, not just in the Star Wars universe, but over the, 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 the following decades, you know, we started to get characters like Buffy. And, you know, even Disney is switching away from their strict princess line to, you know, roles like Merida and Mulan mm-hmm. and much more strong female roles and i'm glad that it's going that yeah. way yeah and look at frozen obviously frozen's a cash cow too yeah we'll, yeah, we'll still still dealing with the fact that they're two print they're actual princesses which is you know they they kind of need to get away from that model but they uh you know when they've kind of gotten too far away from it in the extreme like uh like megan in hercules or esmeralda in hunchback it doesn't pay off commercially um so i can understand why keeping tiana tiana too in the uh, that one didn't work out as well. Either. Well, commercially it was a big success, but I think that was mostly because of the music and the vibe of the yeah. movie, and not the female role itself. Um, I love that. Movie. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Anyway, we're in Star Wars land. Yeah, but continue. sorry, total tangent into Disney <laughs> there, but it, it does. This is going to be the tangent episode of Disney Disney tangents. <laughs> <laughs> totally, but this is good, dude. And it just it ties into the whole women power. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and you're absolutely right. And I wasn't trying to cut you off by any stretch of the imagination. I, uh, I, I, this is why I like doing the show with you. This is why I like talking Disney and, and Star Wars with you is because if we go there, it's still relevant. And it's absolutely relevant. We're talking Disney. We're talking, you know, it's, it's all the same deal right now. And we could even, you know, go into, you know, Marvel Universe and stuff like that and what they're doing with women. But, you know, we'll get there another day. Maybe we'll have a, a, a women in Disney show or something. Yeah, and you know what I, what I love about our, our podcast and our discussions is there's depth to it. You know, we go, I, I think, oh, yeah. I, I would like to think at least that we go beyond the surface of, yeah, it's good or bad or whatever. We, we go into what's important about the culture. Exactly. And and also beer. Oh, beer. Of exactly. course, got to have the beer. <laughs> Did I mention that? Okay, moving on. All right, so real quick, before we're almost done with this, the the first panel here real quick, and then we'll get to some of the other stuff that we saw over the weekend. Um, I really like the John Boyega story. He didn't tell his parents <laughs> until the photo came out, like, that he got the job. I thought that was pretty that funny. That is really cool. Um, well, that's pretty much it. Oh, <laughs> Fisher, speaking of, she's all, there'll be no buns, but there'll be something cool. And she said, yeah, there'll be no metal bikini. <laughs> okay, maybe. Which I thought was Maybe a cloth bikini. Hilarious. <laughs> And, and, and look, most of us would be okay. It'd be all right. Um, let's see. So Hamill, he came out and he said, uh, "I really like this line." He said, "It's the most." <laughs> he said, uh, "It's the most expensive low-budget movie ever made," and that's what George Lucas had told him back in the day, um, which I thought was really cool. And he kind of reiterated that. And, he, and and again, after that, he just basically went into the thanks. Um, you know, there were more than fans; were family, and that really, really made. That really kind of made my day a little bit, you know. I love Mark Hamill. I love what he does with the Joker. I love anything that he does. Um, obviously, I love Luke Skywalker. But the fact that he's one of those actors that's like, yeah, 
I've done all these things, but it's because of you that I'm still popular. So exactly. come, let's hang out. Let's do this thing. Take a picture with me. I'll give you my autograph, that kind of thing. Oh, that was cool. So uh, speaking of blue comedy, I had to say this. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie said, thanks for playing with me when I'm plastic. <laughs> I just thought that was that was funny. <laughs> Um, and then, like I said, the big photo at the end, I, I teared up a little and I think that's important. All right. So we talked about, um, and she said, and Kathleen Kennedy, it looked like it was going to be over and she's like, oh, and one more thing. Here's the teaser. So if you, if you haven't figured out by now, our last episode was all about the teaser. So tune into that for our, our analysis of that. Um, so let's get to what you threw in here from what you picked up over the weekend and I'll take a break and finish my beer and. I'll yeah, I'll talk about the the next three panels really succinctly. They, uh, you know, they're they're much smaller panels, obviously, but uh, an important one was uh, they they had the panel on Rogue One, which you know we know is the first of the uh, the non saga. Well, they're still tied in, but you know what I mean. People have been calling them standalone films, and they actually made a point during the panel to say we are not calling them standalone films. They're actually uh, giving them the designation of anthology films, which is cool. It gives a little bit more weight and it shows that they're serialized stories from the same universe, which I like. I, I really, I was happy about that too. It's, it's building upon expanding the story in between of what we didn't know, you know, which I think is really cool. Exactly. So the, the two, uh, the two main points we got from, from this, thing besides the fact that they're calling them in anthology films is the basic plot which is a band of resistance fighters unite for a daring mission to steal the death star plans um which two things jump out at me is one it's going to be a war because it's in the middle of the war it takes place right before episode four um and i'm hoping we finally get to see these bothan spies that we hear badass so hopefully that'll be involved if we don't see bothan spies in this movie We've been especially the ones that gave their lives. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we heard <laughs> Bothans? So many Bothans died to bring us this information. All right, Mon Mothma. Exactly. Let's hear about these guys, and, right? Yeah. And then the second thing that the, the most important thing is uh, what we mentioned earlier in the Felicity Jones um, character description is as a rebel soldier. Um, you know, no gender equivocation there. She is what she is, and she's going to be, you know, badass. Um, and there was a little bit of a teaser with this. Yeah, too. there was a, a little bit of a teaser, um, but um, really not much. It was a couple of seconds um, of actual, because they haven't shot anything yet. So it's all mock-up um, from what it looked like. But it looked like it was a, an invading front, you know, like a, you know, a, literally a battlefront. You know, it's a, the, the front of a, uh, of a, a battalion or whatnot. And it literally, the, the coloring and everything that they're going for, it straight up looks like a war movie. I mean, and I'm not talking like a space battle or whatever. Like, down in the trenches, let's, you know, kill the other side and get mm-hmm. what we need done. And I think that's what I'm excited about in this movie. I, I can't imagine, I, I we're not going to see a Force user. I, yeah, I can't imagine us seeing any of the iconic... Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to see Vader. We're not going to see anybody in this movie. Nope. We're going to see what the hell had to happen... To get these Death Star plans to the rebels, I think this is. I think this is going to be sick. Yeah. So I mean, you gotta you gotta remember when this is taking place. Obi Wan is still in hiding. Yoda is still in hiding. Right. Luke and Leia don't know what the heck's going on with them yet. I mean, Leia's involved at least. I mean, they might bring the the name in, but you're not going to bring in a different actress to play Leia. 
even though she was involved in the stealing of the the plans. But, you know, she was tangential in this part of the story. So it's... Remember there was that rumor a while back, though, that said something about her daughter looking a lot like her. She might be in a movie. I think it was just too big of a role to do that. So it's not... I I think you're right. I mean, they can't go all Sofia Coppola on it. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's basically with the Rogue One panel. I'm just really excited. It, it's, you know, with coming up with stuff this early, I mean, we're a year and a half out from release, probably still a good yeah. four or five months away from, from production start. And uh, they could have really shot themselves in the foot, but I, I think they, they teased it just enough to, to whet our appetite and to, to get us excited. I'm curious, man. What what are you most excited about? What do you, what do you want to see this movie do? I mean, obviously, it, it's nice to fill in the gaps and stuff, but what do you think um, this will do? And and do you have any predictions on what the other ones will be? It's now that we know it's an anthology, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but I'm just curious. Like, I, I'm I don't I don't even know what I think, but I, I'm curious. What do, what do you expect from this movie, and and what do you think the other ones are going to be? Okay, what I'm excited about is I'm hoping that they're kind of and I don't don't want this to come off sounding dismissive of another Disney property here, but I'm kind of hoping they go the anti-Marvel in this route, where okay. Marvel's kind of going to this point, especially with like the ending of you know um, the fact that they're not going to have any post-credit sequences with the new Avengers movie, but with the the Marvel cinematic universe is so planned out and in its minutia that everything is connected to the ultimate storyline they're trying to tell and everything. And with Disney, with Star Wars, it's like they they recognize that it's a big universe. And this story obviously ties in heavily to the main movies, but they're not right. holding them to specific items or characters. They have no problem saying, okay, here's an entirely different cast of characters that have absolutely nothing to do mm-hmm with the force or anything. And they have no fear in doing that story. Whereas even in like guardians of the galaxy, which is very no characters that you'd seen before, they still tied it into the infinity stones and the collector. And, you know, they still brought in other, other other characters that are, that are important in other stories. Whereas this one, they're really, I'm, I'm hoping they don't go that route. And so, and so it really becomes a standalone movie. Yes. All right. I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and, now there were those rumors, of course, of Han and you know a movie of Han Solo or a movie of Boba Fett. I can't. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about Boba Fett later. I, I I just I'm I'm very curious to see what these other anthology movies are going to be. There's two others obviously planned, right? Um, do you think they're going to fall in between movies we've already seen? Well, or, I think this is where um, we're getting the brilliance of delineating between legends and canon, and just making a strong, bold statement in what is what. Because now they can go wherever they want. Whereas if they were to be chain, uh, you know, handcuffed to uh, the EU as canon instead of legend status now, you know, you obviously couldn't do episode 7 exactly how it's going to be done because you, know, you would have had to deal with the courtship of, of Princess Leia and deal with Thrawn and all that stuff. Exactly. Here now they said, okay, that is all... Fine and good, great stories. We're doing something different, and so now you know if they want, it could be a uh, an in between quote, or it could be a sequel, or it could be a prequel. I mean, you know, who knows? We might see an actual Clone Wars movie. You know what I mean? 
Which, I mean, yeah, live action. Too. There I could be something that. Rebels. They, or, you know, they could go further back and they could do Old Republic if they wanted. Or they can go into the future into yeah. the Vector Prime stuff. I mean, there's all these different routes that they could go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's wide open. Yeah, all right. I'm excited about Rogue One. Me too. I, I, I'm I'm very stoked that it's a, a female lead, and I can't wait to see. I'm sure we're going to get some. I, I imagine we're going to. Do you think by Anaheim? Not Anaheim. By by San Diego, we're going to get another maybe inkling of the next standalone. Or I mean, we got we know who's directing it, right? We do. I mean, it's a, a, I believe his name is Josh Trank. Um, right. Y- yeah. So I mean, and he was actually at the the director's panel with Gareth Edwards, which. Unfortunately, the live blog done by Star Wars was cut off, so I didn't really get too much out of that. Um, and they weren't live streaming it, so we couldn't watch it. But, um, you know, they're picking quality directors, which I like. Um, I think, if if anything, we might get a title. And maybe the first hint yeah. of casting. But you got to remember, it's another, you know, from now, it's three and a half years out. So No, it's a while. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm thinking at the most... We'll get a title, um, but I think it's mostly going to be uh, because you got to remember. Also, in between here, we have D twenty three coming up, and obviously, there's going to be some Star Wars stuff there too. So, I mean, they put so much Star Wars news out with this weekend that I think the stuff we're going to get from D twenty three and Comic Con is going to be a drop in the bucket compared to what we already got. It's just going to be a little bit more of filling out the form and less structure. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually secretly hoping it slows down a little bit. I don't think we can cover. I mean, we're already, I mean, look, hour and a half later, we're still, we're, we're, we're just getting to this. Well, let's keep going. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think this is important. The, the next two uh, panels um, that I'm going to discuss are, are mostly, you know, personality panels. It's the, the Carrie Fisher and the Billy D. Williams. And there's not a lot to each one. It's basically just reintroducing uh, classic people to the new audiences. Um, right. So the, the one, the one thing I'm really going to bring up, you know, my feelings on Billy D, yeah. you know, my feelings. on yeah, Billy we'll, D. We'll get to Billy D here in a minute, but the first, the, the one thing I really want to bring up with the Carrie Fisher panel, it's really cool. She brought out her dog. She was really, you know, polite with the, the, the audience and everything. But, you know, as we've mentioned, Carrie Fisher kind of has a potty mouth and a little bit of a blue sense of humor. And so she accidentally dropped the F bomb. And Star Wars Celebration, <laughs> and Star Wars Celebration is all ages, and so she catches some the eyeline of a kid in the audience, whatever, and so then she comes out with around quote around here the f word is for force, and then of course there's some <laughs> douchebag in the back that yells I want to force you, and so oh, Carrie wow. Fisher comes up with again Carrie Fisher is very smart and very quick oh yeah and she comes out with she's sharp yeah she comes out with that forcer said the f-word to me (laughs) (laughs) if there's any way that if there's anybody in the star wars universe that can get away with calling somebody and a forcer (laughs) to use her euphemism and get away with it it means something else exactly it's carrie fisher and so you know she had she had a fun panel you know she was playing with her dog she was playing with the audience it was it was a good time um, I really enjoyed the Billy D panel. Um, you could tell it's a little bit different because he was one of the people not brought back for the new movie, um, as far as we know at this point. But they titled which, which, which we're all very sad. We about. are. 
Um, but what I loved is they titled his panel The Baron of Smooth. And Wait, can I say yes. something real quick? Um, so, uh, up until now, obviously, with the teasers, he was the only brother in the universe. Yes. Right. Can I say that? Can I just say that? You can't. Um, now that Boyega's here, can we please bring him back, though? He needs to come back. He does, but I think it's funny that we get Boyega, and what do we do? We put him in a white suit. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm just saying. I, I didn't want to say it. Oh, no, I, I'll say can it. Can we just... I'm glad you did. Okay. Moving, Moving on. on. Tell us about this panel. Um, the, what my, <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things about the panel was the intro video. You know, because they always do a little intro video to bring the, the person out. And they did a whole bunch of Lando cutscenes to Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal. And I'm like, if oh, that is awesome. not brilliant, I've got to find this online because it was brilliant. <laughs> I loved it. And so then they, uh, it oh, turns cool. out that Lando had not seen the, the trailer yet that they had released on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the uh, the host said, do you want to watch it? And he goes, absolutely. So they put it on. And afterwards he said, eh, it's only missing one element. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was awesome. And, oh, and, it, and one quote that, that came up uh, to me is, you know, we were talking about in the, uh, in the episode 12, when we were talking about the trailer about characters that have capes. And uh, one right. thing I, I was wrong about is that I thought Lando was the only one that I could think of that had a cape, but Boba Fett obviously has a cape. That's one thing I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally missed that. But um, he actually said, you know, said the cape was the key to his style. It was, you know, made him smooth. And so, of course, the one thing that they bring up is, uh, you know, how could you, how, how was it being in a character that, you know, uh, became a traitor to his best friend, you know, of course, saw now mm. Han to, to Vader and everything. And then he was like, right. his, his, uh, motivation in the scene was this going up against Darth Vader for about three seconds until they realized what he was doing. <laughs> He's like, he can't help him by <laughs> being dead. Um, and then, you know, actually one of my favorite things about it is I did not know that Billy D was a painter in real life. What he I does. Mean. And he's been painting for like 50 years. And he is really oh. good. They were showing some of his artwork. And it turns out Billy D has a painting in the Smithsonian. Stop it. He is really, really good. If you get a chance, Google his paintings. Oh, Billy D. And uh, I really <laughs> enjoyed his stuff. It's very reminiscent of, uh, like, I don't know, there's like a mid-century noir look to it. It's really kind of cool from the stuff that they were cool. that they were showing. So I really enjoyed the Billy D panel. I um, mean, you could kind of t- I mean, he's 78 years old. So, you know, he's getting up there. So, it wasn't the smoothest conversation, but it, you could tell he was having a good time. He was, you know, really enjoying being on stage and being included. Yeah. So, it was really cool. They actually brought up his old awesome. Colt 45 commercials. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I missed a lot of the panels over the weekend. I had, I had a bunch of stuff to do over the weekend. I was kind of like relying on you to, to, to watch some stuff that I, I missed while I was parenting and doing various things. But, you know, I, I there was no chance I was missing, um, you know, Thursday panel with a week off of school. Fortunately, couldn't have been a better week that I had a spring break. So, um, I, granted, I missed a lot of stuff over the weekend, but, uh, I'm glad you got to tune into this stuff, man. And, and I wish I, I'm going to go back and find the, the, <laughs> In the Lando panel, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was, we'll talk more Lando in a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, Lando was fun. The uh, then the the last actual panel. I mean, I, I watched the closing ceremonies, of course, which has some important detail information. We'll get to that in a minute. 
but the uh, um, the last panel I watched was the dramatic reading, staged reading they did of the Shakespeare Star Wars books. Um, you know, obviously, you know, um, annotated. They didn't do the whole thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it was it yeah. was headed up by Mark Thompson, who does the the uh, the audio books. And his troop of, of merry men and ladies. And it was very entertaining and very fun. And they had uh, an interview with the guy who did the reading or the writing of it. It turns out he had this idea and he pitched it to his publisher. And they said, oh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Give us the first couple of scenes. And so they liked it. And so they said, okay, you know, we want to go forward with this. Let's talk to Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm said, you know, this is good. It's a pretty, you know, tried and true interpretation of the story. Make it your own. Right. And so he totally ch- kind of changed up some stuff that was non-plot oriented and made it much more entertaining and funny and, and everything. And, you know, three books later, <laughs> here we go. And so it's really kind of cool. The The audio reading of this is actually going to be available from what I understand. So it's something I want to, maybe cool. it's going to be put up on Audible. So if you're interested in that, go to audibletrial.com slash the usual podcast. And yeah, some of it is on Audible already. And it just as, as a, Excuse me, a quick side note. Ian Desher is the author, and is that Ian Desher is awesome. And I actually have the 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 first three books. Um, and he, he does an in iambic pentameter. Um, it's brilliant. It's it's funny. It, it's it's really cool. I have not gotten the audio books yet, and I I have them on my wish list, so I want to check those out. So I wish I would have uh been able to tune into this uh the reading of this because it's all three three of my favorite voice actors reading lines from uh you know, from, from this text. And, and, and I've actually suggested it to one of my, the, uh, you know, I, I've taught freshman English before uh-huh. and they do Romeo and Juliet. And so I've actually suggested that to one of my colleagues to, to read when they do Shakespeare. And so it hasn't gotten there yet, but again, I'm part of, you know, uh, Star Wars in the classroom and all these people putting together curriculum around Star Wars. And this is just one of those other things that people can use to, not only talk Star Wars, but also teach literature, which I think is amazing. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, very, very cool. It was, it was a lot of fun to do that. I mean, it's there's a lot of um, there's a big movement to go back to radio style dramatics, and uh, um, so this is a, a good step in that direction, and I really enjoyed it. Um, now, the closing ceremonies are really cool, and uh, they had a little bit of uh, information. We'll just mention the uh, the two big pieces. Uh, one for those of you that have followed, you know, celebrations for a while. Mary Franklin has been kind of leading the charge on celebrations since I believe celebrations too. She's been, you know, working it for a long time, and she's actually uh, passing over the reins to a gentleman named Pete Vilmer, who she actually used to share an office hmm. with. And so they introduced him, and he's taken over, um, beginning with the next uh, celebrations, which is the other bit of information they released the. Name the date and place, and uh, it looks like it's going to be in London, July fifteenth through the seventeenth next year. And tickets officially went on sale yesterday for, I believe, the VIP ticket holders from this year or something like that. So, um, I'm trying to. Can I tell you my? Yeah. Can I tell you my fear of this? Yeah. What's your fear? My, my fear of the fact that uh, one, it's in London. I I can't imagine that happening um but we could try um the other thing is it's july comic-con happens in july it does and it fluctuates weeks yeah but usually not too much this is the first week it's been this early it's usually the last weekend in in july so 
Right, and this year it's like the first, the or, second weekend, you know, the weekend after, yeah, the second weekend. It's after Fourth of July. Right. So, yeah. So hopefully, I mean, there's no way that they're going to play in Comic Con for the same weekend as celebrations. Um, but right. there's if there's any reason why I absolutely will not miss next year's celebrations, can you guess why it is? It, it's I London. What's in London? Pinewood Studios. Oh yes, Pinewood Studios. That's it. Exactly. I guessed it. So, um, you know, that's where a lot of Star Wars sets is. That's where a lot of Bond sets are. So there's no way you could go over there and they wouldn't have something to do with the historic location of filming of these movies. So, um, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's one just getting there. It's just, that's, oh man, getting to London. Uh, I know. And here's, here's the thing. I, I know my wife really wants to go to Europe at some point wants to go to London. So, I mean, it could be a thing if we do nothing else the entire year, maybe <laughs> that means I'd have to skip out on Comic-Con. That means everything else. Is out. Well, the since we're getting press passes yeah. now, maybe we could still fit in Comic-Con. <laughs> maybe, maybe let's see. Anyway, man, um, I'm excited either way. Um, if we can't go, it, it is what it is, but tickets are on sale now. And that's, that's cool, man. Uh, London, it's going to be a blast. I think that'd be fun. Um, but that looks like it wraps us up for all the panel information. There's still a lot of more news that came out uh, regarding products and, and other canon information. Right. We'll get to that in a minute. Actually, you know, let's just go into it now. So the the first thing, uh, you want to talk about uh, some some comics? Yeah, let's talk comic news real quick. Uh, and, and if you don't mind, I'm going to take the lead on this. Yeah. Um, the, the announced uh, over, over Celebration Weekend, there's going to be a Lando series. What? Exactly. I just had to do that. <laughs> No, this is really exciting. Five issues only, though. Enjoy. Yeah, well, it's the same thing as, you know, they're only doing five issues of Kanan. They're only doing five issues of Big Thunder. They're doing five issues of Leia. Um, and so this should be uh, starting up about the time that Princess Leia is wrapping up. Might overlap a little bit since Leia's uh, issue three, which was supposed to come out last week, got pushed back two weeks to next week. So we'll be going over that in more detail next week. But um, it's really cool that they're going to be doing... Um, a Lando series, and what I'm loving about the timing is I'm hoping there's going to be a Comic-Con exclusive variant cover for the Lando uh, issue yeah. one. Yeah, if there's not, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, like there was a, a, a Emerald City Comic-Con uh, variant cover for Leia that was released at the same time uh, last month, or two months, month and a half ago, and uh, my friend picked up a copy for me, so this time I'm hoping to be able to get it myself, so... I'm excited about Sweet. that. So, you know, Lady getting pushed back and Lando coming in, we're excited. But uh, the, the, good the, the next uh, panel we're going to talk about that had a lot more canon information, I'll let you take the lead on that one. Oh, my God. Okay, so one of the most exciting things for me as a gamer uh, that happened over the weekend was Star Wars Battlefront. And this was on Friday. They came out and basically they did their panel... And they had their trailer, and if you have not seen it, we'll put a link in the show notes. The trailer's sick. I've played both the first two games. I love Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, it's EA DICE using the Frostbite engine, so, I mean, in a nutshell, think, you know, Battlefield, Battlefront. <laughs> if that if that makes any sense to gamers. Yeah, I, I, I haven't played the first two Battlefront games, um, but luckily I did get them in the Humble Bundle we did a couple months ago. Yeah. So definitely over the summer, um, I'll be playing those to be able to get a, you know, just a little bit in, in the, the origins of the gameplay. 
It's fun, man. It, it, it basically it's 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 a, your typical shooter, but at the same time you can get in the vehicles. You can be, you know, when you when you spawn in, you can become, you know, choose to be, you know, uh, certain characters depending on faction and that kind of thing. It's really cool. A um, couple things that came out of this panel, and they also did some stuff on. Uh, well, let me go one thing at a time. So the panel came, uh, the the trailer came out. You see Boba Fett is alive, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, Star Destroyer crashing. Um, this is this is really cool stuff. Um, and the trailer, it was, the cool thing about it was all in-game footage. Obviously, they 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 make these things very cool. Um, it, it looks amazing. You see uh, a, a scene where there's a speeder bike chase through indoor, um, you know, and that kind of thing. And the only issue I had, honestly, out of the whole thing, was that. I was concerned that I didn't see any space combat whatsoever. So it seems like it was all based on land, which makes sense because you want to be able to be on foot. You want to be able to be in ATAT. You want to be in ATST. You want to be able to, you know, be in a, in a speeder of some sort. But at the same time, it's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, well, you, but, you know, with the name Battlefront, you're obviously, it brings some connotations of a ground war, not a air war mm-hmm. or a sea wars. Absolutely. Or, and that's what basically the space combat is in the Star Wars universe. So you can see why it's just going You're to right. be ground war stuff. Exactly. And so you can, uh, what did come out over the weekend was, uh, you can be first person or third person, um, if you're on foot, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, there was also Vader and Boba Fett, um, as two of the iconic heroes you could be. Cool. Uh, and I don't know how they're going to do this, whether it be a power up or something like that, you turn into them or, you do a certain thing and you can become them and get on the battlefield and, and kill everybody as Vader. I think that'd be amazing. They could, they could do the same sort of thing that they do in the Lego games where you unlock characters and you're able to play them after that. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we'll kind of see how it shakes out. But uh, the four announced uh, planets are going to be Hoth, Endor, Tatooine, and Solist. Um, and, and the cool thing about the panel, I actually did tune into the panel about this. Um, they actually went to these locations, the original locations for Hoth, Endor, and Tatooine and filmed um, to capture images for the game. Uh, Solus was based in Iceland. One of the, one of the, de- one of the devs, um, producers, I can't remember, sorry, um, is, uh, from Iceland. So, sh- so when she's on Solus, she's like, oh my God, I'm home, which is pretty <laughs> cool. The Battle of Jakku, um, is going to be a, a DLC, con- uh, content. Uh, the first DLC content available on December 1st for anybody um, who owns the game at that point, it'll be for free. So, which I think is really cool. And obviously the Battle of Jakku has everything to do with what is going on with what's happening in uh, The Force Awakens. And this, yeah, so. and this is where we come back to that scene of Boba Fett alive with the Star Destroyer crashing. So if uh, we, you know, we saw this in a, in an article that came out today, um, it showed a screenshot of the, the trailer for Battlefront and it showed, Boba Fett alive and shooting off blasters, but in the background was the a crashing Star Destroyer, which is the Star Destroyer that the speeder goes by at the beginning of the Force Awakens trailer. It's the same angle, it's the same location, same planet. Right. It's it's really cool how they're tying those two in. Yeah, and I, I can't believe I didn't realize the connection between that article and this. But yeah, I mean, literally in that trailer, um, seeing Boba Fett doing what he does, seeing all the carnage behind him. I mean, I cannot wait for this game. And, like, I have not played shooters in the last several years. Uh, I've fallen off the Halo bandwagon after many, many years. Um, but I'm I'm really excited about, about Battlefront, mostly because it's Star Wars, but mostly the nostalgia and also how, how it ties in with 
everything else we're going to get in the Star Wars universe. So uh, I'm really excited yeah. about this. Two, two so. last things I have, two thoughts on this is, first of all, uh, the last first-person shooter game that I played was uh, Perfect Dark and Goldeneye. So that, that shows how long it's been for me. Um, and and if that's how you have to go out, dude, those are that's quality. Exactly. Um, those are... I spent many, many hours uh, back in the day high school playing. And then uh, the other thing was, this is really important canon-wise with the whole Boba Fett thing, because since they wiped out EU and made them legends, there was really no acceptance on what happened to Boba Fett in the Sarlacc pit. And this shows that he survived. So it is, um, yeah, it is now canon since it's in this game, so... That's a big thing. And which I mentioned last week, which I couldn't remember if if it was in, you know, because neither of us have finished the Clone Wars, but uh, Boba Fett in the EU has survived. He crawls out, he, he gets out of there, but um, it's nice to know that he's there, he's back, and he's going to be part of this. And canon going forward, who knows? We could get that Boba Fett standalone. Who knows? Hey, never, but, sorry, anthology. <laughs> anthology. Thank you. Anthology. The anthology of bounty hunters. Okay, moving on. Um all right, so a couple other things here. There was, and I didn't win, so I don't even want to mention this. But anyway, um, what they did was during the panel, the Battlefront panel was cool. They did the reach under your seat and see if you have a winning ticket thing. Um, and what they were, they were giving away five total, but three during the panel is a PS4 Battlefront edition badassery with a, with a, with a code to the, <laughs> the game when it comes out. That's awesome. This is awesome. On Twitter, they did a whole thing was if you if you tweet this or do this or whatever. Uh, long and the short of it is a bunch of people did. And two guys won. I didn't, but whatever. <laughs> um, but there are only five of these, which is, is pretty cool. I, I would hate to see one of these things on eBay and how much it would go for, but I, I would keep the mess out of that. But anyway. Yeah, I would too. All right, you want to take the next thing? Um, just, you know, one thing we've been, we, I mean, if you can tell we're both, uh, you know, voracious readers. And so we've been talking about the, the, uh, the 20 books in the journey to the force awakens series. And, uh, one big thing that's come out about it, uh, that got announced this, uh, uh, celebration was, uh, that Alan Dean Foster is going to be doing the novelization for the force awakens and that it's actually almost complete, which means he's got the complete, Storyline oh. done. So he's almost done and ready to go to press. Um, it's going to be coming out. Take that guy to the bar, give him some shots. Yeah, so that's going to be, uh, I think he said it's coming out in November. <laughs> but, it, you know, those who don't know Alan Dean Foster, you know, he's a legend in the sci-fi community. But he wrote the original novelization for The New Hope back in 77. So this is big that he is now the longest running Star Wars writer in the universe. So, um that's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's. I had heard it wasn't coming out until the day it was coming. Uh, it, it, that the movie was. You know, released. I don't know. Right. You know, they I released a Phantom Menace a little bit early. I heard that this was the first time they're not doing it early because they didn't want to mess the story. Yeah, up, no, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I mean, I like I said, they didn't have anything specifically said. Um, okay, yeah. So the in the the other big piece of news is that you know as we said, there's 20 books in the series for the mm-hmm. Journey to the Force Awakens. And it's, you know, everything from picture books to young adult novels to adult novels and everything. And it looks like all 20 will be released by September 4th. Um, and that, that's an announcement right. from Delray Books. So, so that's very cool. cool. Um, you know, obviously the next one that's coming out is, um, you know, the, the Lord or the, the Sith, uh, book with, uh, Vader and, and Palpatine. So that's coming out next week and 
we're both excited to be uh, getting to that. Now, the the other thing is uh, one thing that they announced is there's going to be a new cartoon coming to Disney XD in July. Um, it's going to be a limited run of, and it's cool. It's not even going to be weekly. They're going to be five monthly episodes, and it's called yeah. Lego Droid Tales. And what's really cool about this is it told tells the story of the history of the 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 canon movies so far, but they're told from C three PO's and other droids' point of view. Oh, that's bad. So I'm I'm yeah, really, and, like and they're all going to be Lego, obviously. So so that's really cool. I'm excited about that. The Lego ones are fun. My kids, uh, there was the other one, uh, Race of the Holocrons, and and that that little series that ran um, that the kids really like. Uh, the Lego Star Wars stuff is pretty fun. I'm I don't know how if the other stuff that we've been watching, I don't know where it falls canon wise, but it, it's it's. It's it the Legos the Lego Star Wars stuff is super fun for kids. It's funny. It's kind of spoofy at the same time. I don't know how spoofy this will be, but the stuff so far has been very spoofy. Yeah, one thing I like about the Lego stuff with the games and everything is that you can still show. I, I, I can't think of a better word than it for than death, but it's just the mm-hmm. the the pieces falling apart, and so it's not actually right. death, but you still get the point across. So exactly. yeah, it's kind of cool. So I, I'm interested. To, I'm really interested to see um, how this goes. I think it'll be fun. Yes, um, but and actually, one one thing I believe that the the uh, the person they were interviewing for this was trying to make clear is that this actually will not be canon. They're just yeah, that's kind of what I yeah. Thought. They're just uh, interesting tales, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. So uh, okay. yeah, so so we'll, we'll be excited about this. All right. So cool. So one of the things that came out over the weekend was. Uh, um, Hasbro came out and said they were doing a six-inch black series of Ahsoka Tano action figures. We're going to put a link in the show notes. It looks awesome. Yeah, and those that are collectors, are the black series is like the cream of the crop. I really like the black. I have a few black series figures. Uh, the six-inch ones I like better than the three and seven, three point seven five figures, but I really, really thought this was a cool-looking figure, and I, I think this is a perfect time to come out with it. In between uh, seasons one and two of Rebels, we know Ahsoka lives. That's important, um, and and I think this is a really cool figure. So um, I'm gonna see if I can get my hands on one for sure. But it is yeah, what I'm, it is. I'm looking at the figure right now, and the details are amazing. I mean, you see, you know, creases yeah. in her pants, and you you know, buttons on her gear. It's really cool. Yeah, it's plus nice. she's holding two lightsabers. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, which is important. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, random, I saw on uh, at some point there's a Star Wars plane. R two D two. I don't have the link. R two D two plane. Yeah, and it looks like it looks like R two D two flying through the sky. It looks phenomenal. It's a Japanese company, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, and 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 it's it's really neat. We'll put a link in the show notes as, as well. But I thought that was cool. Just these are just random things. Um, do you want to do the? Yeah, I'll do the next. Uh, yeah, these were these were again during the the live stream. You know, they were standing by the cantina out in the main you know concourse, and they had you know just various people they were interviewing. And one of them is the guy who writes the the Darth is Dad series. You know, where it's like Darth Vader with the the Jeffrey Brown is it Jeffrey Brown? And so they were interviewing yep. him, and then I guess the next book in the series is going to be called uh, Darth Vader and Friends. And so I'm guessing it's going to be like a slumber party oh, or. Awesome. Uh, birthday party or some sort of thing where he's dealing with the, the kid's friends. So I'm, I'm hoping we get a little Greedo out there and a little, 
uh, that sounds and cool, a little Han or something. I don't know. It should be kind of fun. And I've actually read some of these to my kids. I have the first few. I, I've missed the last couple. Um, I have the I have the first two or three, if I'm not mistaken. And and I haven't read read them to the kids recently. Um, he's done like ones aimed at sort of when the kids are in middle school, like. It's a, it's, they're fun books. They really are. They're, they're done in comics. Like they're like, you know, graphic novels, sort right. of, but, um, but they're really, they're really fun reads. So definitely check them out if you can. Um, and then the, the last thing is there, they had a, a Hot Wheels representative there and, uh, there's already uh, available. Um, and I believe they said averaging around $4 price point each are there's Star Wars themed Hot Wheels, right? And, they're really, really cool. I, I think I saw like 10 of them that were there. There's one that was available only at Celebrations, and I'm drawing a blank on who it was. But it's it's really kind of cool because they're all themed differently, and they're not like they took a, you know, a Camaro shell that they already had in production and just decided to slap, you know, you know Han Solo theme on it. They actually designed right. brand new cars that would be like what these people would drive or embody their spirit uh, so it's really kind of cool but the other big thing about it cool. is they have um hot wheels is coming out with uh, some limited edition stuff may the 4th of course and they're going to be die cast ships and they're going to be having the millennium falcon red 5 red 3 and some tie fighters so uh, uh that's just coming up here in a couple of weeks um i see those being probably a little bit uh, higher price point considering they're die cast and they're going to be a little bit bigger um but you know, if you if you still want some some cool little things, go out and get these really cool looking you know Hot Wheels cars that are already available. You know, four bucks a pop. Go go uh, either get them online or you know go support your local Toys R Us or you know whatever. It's awesome, dude. I want one, all of them. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, they they do That's they awesome. do look cool. It's kind of it was really cool seeing the the color schemes and everything. And uh, yeah, it it was really exciting. All right, man. Last thing I think, huh? Yeah. And, uh, I'll let you take the lead on this one because this is your your little baby. This is a big one, man. Uh, there was a lot of Rebels news that came out of the weekend, and I didn't. I there was no chance I was going to get it all. Um, I might pick up some of it next week. The big thing for me was the season two trailer. Like I said, I, I've watched the season, the the first season with my kids. Every episode, first viewing with my kids and my wife. Um, the kids love the show. Uh, the season two trailer, you've watched it, yep, right? I have. Um, it's, it's, it's intense. There, we're going to get not only more episodes, um, but from what I can hear from some of the things I've overheard from the panels and, and, and various things, we're going to get a lot of more, uh, more backstories and some of the characters we're going to get. Um, there, I, I even think there's a female inquisitor. I mean, I, it's hard to break down this trailer. I don't really want to break down this trailer because I just want to watch the season. Yeah, I really don't want to go into it too much. Um, you know, just the fact that, you know, it ends with Vader and in a yeah. three-way battle with, with uh, Vader, Kanan, and Ezra. And that's all you really need to know. I mean, we, I mean, just from the beginning of the series, you knew that's where it was decided. Um, and yeah. so, you know, it's not, not much of a spoiler or anything, but that's where it's going. And I really don't want to learn any more about this because I just want to enjoy the show. And that's my thing. I, I don't want to dive too much into, you know, uh, speculation and stuff like that. I mean, we also know, I mean, Ahsoka's going to play a role. I mean, we're going to see some of these characters, but at the same time, I, I, I cannot wait for this season. This show 
has not only met my expectations, uh, but as far as an animated series go, I mean, it's it's up there. I mean, it's literally one of my favorites, not just because of it's Star Wars, but the storytelling, immersion, the characters, uh, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I'm very excited. After seeing this trailer and listening to some of the interviews with the cast um, and some of the other things I've heard over the weekend, uh, it's... It's going to be an amazing season two, and I I don't know how long this thing's going to run, but, you know, this one is going to, I mean, this season's going to run at least until The Force Awakens, right? Yeah, I think or they're doing it before? in two different sets. I, th- I think the season, the first part of season two begins in May, I think. I think it's May 11th okay. or 21st or something like that. Um, and according to Rebels Report, it's going to start with a one-hour movie event. Um, yeah. And okay. then... As the other one did, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, uh, and then there'll be movies. Or then there'll be episodes throughout the fall. So, and then I'm sure they're going to tie some stuff in for you know after the the release. Um, but as we touched uh, upon, you know, a few weeks ago, that uh, they're adding uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar to the cast in some capacity, right? So that's cool. And then uh, you know, I will bring bring up this fact that uh, you know Captain Rex was brought back in. Yeah, from Clone Wars. Captain Rex was back, um, which is which is a big deal. Um, and I, I'm still playing catch up in the Clone Wars, but I know Captain Rex from the Clone Wars, you know. And to see older clones means a lot of things. Knowing that clones don't live uh, live that long, and 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 it's really interesting uh, that 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 Rex comes back, and and that's pretty cool. I'm yeah, excited. and w- one thing I think it's important in the uh, the the panel is that uh, Ashley Eckstein was up there. So we know that uh, Ahsoka Tana is going to have a, a bigger role this, this, uh, this season. Exactly. And I don't know, man, uh, as far as things I'm excited about, besides the movie rebels is, is right up at the top. Um, it's my kids have latched on, you know, they think the Inquisitor's dead. So that helps um, whether he's dead or not. It, it's fine. If he's dead, there's going to be other Inquisitor like figures. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I, I'm very excited about the Re- Rebels season two. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. Rebels report, who um, I have, I've actually I hung out with one of the guys from that podcast uh, uh, last year at Comic Con at one of the Rebels panels. Really cool guys. They cover every episode. Um, they tweeted a lot, so you can find their Twitter feed. Um, you know, and and see all the things from every Rebels panel. And these these guys they. There's a lot of people covering Rebels, but Rebels Report is great, and I'm 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 really excited to see what happens in in, in season two. So me as well. All right, so thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. Of course, we welcome all feedback. If you have any comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Uh, so please give us uh, some positive ratings or negative ones or whatever. It's all good. And you can use our Audible link, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get a 30-day free trial. Get a free book. Check it out. There's some good Star Wars stuff on there. And you can also use uh, our link for Patreon. A dollar or two a show. Get some cool rewards. Help us out. It'll be good. So, uh, do you have anything else, my friend? This was a hell of an episode. Uh, no, just uh, be sure you tune in next week, and uh, we'll be pop culture-heavy episode, I'm sure. Unless some 
Yeah, let's let's. let's <laughs> I feel like we're like going from one extreme to the other. So next week, uh, expect a very pop culture heavy episode. So let's do yeah, that. And it, it'll even <laughs> itself out. <laughs> yeah, eventually it'll even out. All right. So, any last words? Are we good? No, we're good to go. Everybody have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.